0: I am so blessed to have uh, Eric here with us today, um, <laughs> because see, when we, when we met about three weeks ago, I think it was, um, yeah. the Lord just really started, in, in my heart, knitting our hearts together, and I feel that Eric feels the same way, and just, sharing, we've talked, I think you said four or five times since then, yeah. at least once a week. Uh, just talking, and um, every time we're together, the presence of the Lord just manifests. So I'm not up here to do anything. I'm not going to say much after I turn him loose. I'm just here because I want to be this close to him.
1: And he makes me look cute. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's why I put him on a stool where he's not so much taller than me. (laughs) Because when he stands up, he just keeps going.
1: That's the truth. Oh, man.
0: (laughs) But uh, he just carries the love of God and the presence of God in such a real and tangible way. And uh, that's what has just—what I love when we're together. And as I said, Christy, he's got such a jewel in his wife, Christy. And just being able to hang out together uh, yesterday for about six or seven (laughs) hours— It was sweet. And I've told a few people, I said, it was definitely the Lord, because my wife was up at 1.30, and she was still vertical. (laughs) And she's here this morning. So uh, it was way past her bedtime, (laughs) and for her to be functioning after all that, it's just supernatural. (laughs) But, uh, But it was so sweet. The time just went by like this. It was so sweet. We actually walked in the house at one point, Tina said, is it quarter to twelve? I'm like, yeah. But you know, that's when you're in his presence and you really love the people you're with, time becomes irrelevant. So I'm just saying it because we really love you guys. Thank you, Steve. And now it's it's catching on. (laughs) It's catching on. So, uh, But no, as we were uh, we were talking, it was so sweet because yesterday when when he was talking, one of the things that uh, Eric talked about was Romans chapter twelve and um, a couple of passages. I'm just going to open up, and I don't I don't know what's in his heart. We haven't really talked about it, and uh, I'll probably will interrupt at points and times. But uh, the things, Lord, two scriptures, the Lord really began to wreck me with this morning as I was just spending time with him is uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We know this one, right? Um, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I have not love. This is the New King James Version. I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and I understand all mysteries and knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. And then verse four goes on to talk about what love looks like. And uh, as I was thinking about that this morning, I just want to say this. And the Bible says, if when Eric came in, see, I know a little about Eric and where he walks with the Lord. And when we were sitting in my Jesus room, I just looked at him and I said, bro, I want you to know I'm thankful for your gift, but you're not here because of your gift. You're here because you're my friend. And I said, I don't mean that in a demeaning way. I honor your gift. But on the flip side of that, in this setting, the word says you honor a prophet. You give a prophet a, a glass of water in the name of a prophet, you receive a prophet's reward. So what I know about Eric is he doesn't just operate in 1 Corinthians 14 prophetic, you know, word ed- 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 edification, encouragement that's not just it, he operates in an office of, of a prophetic calling and uh, so I want to honor that, that's not why we brought him in, we didn't bring him in as prophet Eric, I brought him in as my friend, now my family yeah. Eric, and but I'm going to honor that gift and, and just to honor the Lord in it when Eric pulled on the property, the, one of the first person, people that he met was Joyce. And he didn't say anything, but to, hey, he said, I love you, and hugged her, and Joyce was just undone. And it's, it's because of the love that he carries. So when I, I said, I read First Corinthians 13 first because it talks about, I don't care how many gifts you have, if you don't have love, you're just making a lot of noise. So what I'm telling you is, When he smiles at you and his eyes just kind of cut through you, that love is real. It's real. It's authentic. So it's a safe place. Because he might say some things that just put you on total tilt. Are you with me? So, uh, but his heart is love. And uh, so I'm just undone. Undone. By the goodness of God. It's so amazing that we sang about his goodness so much today. I didn't know what the set list was. I should because I'm included, but I didn't. But it just amazes me at how good the Lord is. And I said that he had, he had mentioned Romans 12 last night, and we were talking about Romans 12. He'll be back. <laughs> you get your m and M. I I almost brought them up here. Yeah, help yourself. You help Th- that was the Lord, too. This is a cute story. You know, we're, at, we're at the men's retreat, and we have a bowl of M&M's. It's like this big around, like this this big. And it, it was pretty much wiped out. There was just a little in the bottom. <laughs> and I'm looking for it, and I look over, and Eric's sitting on the couch with the bowl like this, holding it like a, a baby, <laughs> and he's just eating M&M's out of it. And the Lord had already kind of knit our hearts together, so I, I ain't scared. I went up, just kind of looked at him, and grabbed me some M&Ms. I had the bowl, he said, and uh, we were eating M&Ms. So we M&M buddies. So I come in today. So the next day, the M&Ms got wiped out. The next day, I go to Food Lion buy another big bag of M&Ms, and I buy the, the coffee ones. These are this is this is 2020 manna. That's what this is. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I bought some coffee ones, and uh, Eric kind of liked them. So it was just amazing. This is, I'm telling you, this isn't coincidental. So this morning, I'm here, and Karen walks in, and she's grinning. Uh, Karen Barber, she's grinning, and she holds a bag up, and it's coffee M&Ms. <laughs> she had no idea about Eric and me and our M&M thing. She didn't know anything about that. And, and she brought in coffee and bananas. And then Gail, my sister in love, she go, she, I walk in and she doesn't know I have one. She goes, look what I got. I said, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> one other thing. And then we're not going to get serious. We're going to get with Jesus. Um, Ephesians 5, it says this, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given Himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling aroma. He said, Be imitators of God as dear children. And, uh, you know, even in that, how beautiful that Karis, Grace, walked up on the stage and wanted to grab the mic like her mom. Right? See, God is speaking. And he's demonstrating who he is if we'll just look up and awaken. So um, those are
1: the tag. I hope I'm on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Back in 2013, um, I had been uh, backslidden from the Lord for a very, very long time. Uh, The ministry that uh, I moved in prior to those years, we were booked two years in a row. Uh, People raised from the dead, blind eyes open, uh, people healed of AIDS, cancer, wheelchairs, you name it. We'd walk into hospitals, and uh, the love of the Lord (laughs) would raise these people up, including my own brother who had gotten shot five times and was scheduled to die. And uh, 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 being from a different world, walked into my bedroom and (laughs) pretended to be my brother. Do you know love does have a fragrance to it? Real love does. And I recognized that this wasn't my brother, so I put him out. Come on. And I told him, I said, don't ever come back to my house ever again. I said, I have the rod. I said, you understand that? And he left, and then my brother lived. True story, my mother, back in November, had a massive stroke on the left hemisphere of her brain. And uh, they were scheduled for my mom to die that night. My wife can attest to that because she was there with us. It was a, a roller coaster ride, and uh, the doctors were not given a good report at all. And they were all telling us, you need to get your affairs in order. She's getting ready to die, you know. a lot of Very few people make it through this. And so she left the room. I looked around the table, and there was a lot of us in there. Most of us were overweight, including myself. <laughs> and uh, uh, I looked around, and I thought to myself, I said, we're going to need a miracle. So we joined hands around the table and prayed. And I prayed for the Lord. I said, oh, dear master, I bring my mama before you. I put her in your hands. My master, I put her in your hands. And the Lord spared my mother that night. The doctor couldn't believe what took place. And my mother lived another two weeks for something that was so detrimental as the next few months hours or minutes that she wouldn't make it so my wife accused me of this so we're walking out of the hospital and knowing that my mother had crossed over and came back she said imagine everything that your mother has saw yeah she said it's your fault (laughs) she said i know what you did she said you brought her back actually he brought her back for a time my mother went home two weeks later uh, not from the complications of the uh, uh, stroke. Thank you. That's what I'm here for. That's right. Uh, my mind went somewhere else. But uh, not from the complications of the stroke. Her heart just stopped. She went on home. Come on. Love can really make a miracle.
0: Yeah.
1: I wouldn't be here Right now, I've fallen as far as you can fall in, period. That's what qualified me, though. (laughs) You understand? Your sins qualify you. Don't be ashamed of them when you fall. And I see that over many of you, Mm. that you've had shame over certain things. Hmm. Adam and Eve were didn't even know they were naked right because God covered them and love does cover a multitude of sins God is love literal yeah. love yeah I met him he's real love for real so back in 2013 1.30am in the morning an audible voice wakes me up he said Eric echoed in the room that I was in, laying beside someone who wasn't my wife at the time. He said, you're about to find out what I mean about mine. Mm. And he yelled. He said, mine! Mine! (laughs) Mine. Then I went into darkness in a cocoon. You, You understand? You know what that does? You understand when You feel darkness around you. It's really a birthing time where God's birthing you. And when he does that, there becomes uh, for you a transformation of your whole life and how you are, what you are. You know, God will begin to transform you in secret. No right. one sees it at all. That's what that really means. In secret, I'm going to transform you, Eric. You'll be another man when you come back. Mm. Then I met my sweetheart. <laughs> I don't want to tell you how y'all met it because y'all would be jealous and y'all <laughs> trying to emulate how we met, so I ain't going to tell you <laughs> how, how our love started. But it was miraculous. <laughs> at the Shell gas station, we met, coming in and out of the door. I met her at the gas station. She wasn't looking for me. I wasn't looking for her. But the Lord was in it. Come on. All of my life, I'd married the wrong woman the first time and been with a few wrong ones at the other time. You understand? I don't have anything to hide. I'm not trying Come to be on. a preacher. I'm not... I'm I'm so real right now. If you want me, I'm so real. Don't ask me something that you don't want to hear because I'm going to be so honest and tell you. That's just how I am. She'll tell you. No filter at all. You ask me something, I told a story about, well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I told him he topped us. My wife and I met at the bowling alley. So he beat me at the gas station. I at said, you beat station. me out,
1: brother. Yeah. She, the Lord. Yeah, you're right. I mean, she wasn't looking for me at all. She didn't know my age her age at all. Nothing. I just thought she was cute. But little did I forget almost, when I was 18 years old, the Lord said to me, he said, hey, I'm preparing your wife. How about that was the year she was born? <laughs> year she was born. He did a good job, too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty good
1: today. But anyway, back to, the, back, to, back to the anointing. So anyway, kind of get off-centered here a little bit. But the thing about it, he told me, and I, I was walking across the bridge, and he said, I'm preparing your wife. Now, I'm, I thought she was at church already. Little did I know she was, she was being literally created In all my life, I would look for the woman with those eyes that she has, each one I would meet. They'd all say, why are you looking at my face? I said, I'm looking at your eyes. That's what I wanted to know because I knew it was a specific one that had those particular eyes, and that's what I would look for. So when I met her and she smiled, I said, got it, (laughs) got her. I didn't care what race she was. She could have been zebra, hippopotamus, whatever whatever race she wanted to be. This is as long as she could have been mine. That's all that really mattered. And she, and she wasn't looking for me at all. And I tell you, it's been the most favorable time in God. You know, when we first met, I, I, sh- I was uh, telling Todd about this last night. I had roommates that were stealing from me. And uh, so I was showing her the house, and she got to my room and opened the door, and here lies a what kind of chair was that again? Uh, an outside chair with a blanket that was probably to right here. So I, I could cover the, from the top to my, top of my knees and, it, and open it.: so It was door, a regular sized blanket. A regular sized blanket for a, an irregular sized uh, guy. Uh, and so they all had beds and chairs and TVs. I had nothing but a, 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 a whatever this thing is now. Uh, iPad.: Thank you. I had an iPad, I'm here and for you. thank you. I had an iPad, and that was it. Can you imagine her standing there, tumbleweeds blowing all through my room because they don't have <laughs> nothing to stop anything? And I'm looking at her smiling. <laughs>
0: this is all, you, you get all
1: this, baby. You get all this, baby. Now, she, no, don't, don't push it, but you get all of this, you know. And, that's, and I'm sitting there, and she looked at me, and she went, <laughs> I said, we're just passing through. Yeah. She will tell you, since that time frame, we have passed all the way through. And it's, it was wonderful. And it's getting better. And uh, I really appreciate her for putting up with me. Amen. You, know.
0: you know, it's funny that he said what he did about her eyes because that's the first time I've heard that. But I told him last night she had walked out, and I think Tina was out. And I said, the way she looks at you messes me up. And I mean that in the way that you can see love just coming out of her. When she looks at him... There, she's giving him something without saying anything. There's love coming out of her. And it just, I can see in the spirit, it's filling him up. And she just looks at him with, those, with that look, that gaze. Like, I, And I know it's not the first time she's heard his story. But she looks at him and she's so captivated by him. And the Lord said, that's what love looks like. That's how love looks. That we don't get familiar with what's familiar so it's a, it was wrecking me when you were talking about her eyes when the Lord had showed you her eyes because, you remember me saying that yeah, last night? Is, last night we were sitting outside, yeah. Because the way, and you can just see uh, what the Lord is doing in them
1: and uh, together, it's really sweet. Yeah. And, um, you know, when we got married, Brad said, um, Brad said, I thank you, you know. He said, look at you two. It's interracial. Can you imagine that? I got a verse for you. I've been holding this verse all day. <laughs> and that's a uh, Leviticus chapter 19. It says, but the stranger who resides with you shall be like someone native born among you and you shall love him as yourself for you were strangers in the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. Been holding that verse over there. I told her when we were sitting, I said, He's stealing my message. <laughs> what am I gonna talk about now? <laughs> They've sang the whole time up here about love with the angels uh shrill and I mean singing a prayer right behind you the whole time. I mean, the angels were singing it right along with you the whole time. And I was listening to them. And then out walks this little tarantula uh up here uh on the platform up there and 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 walked out and talked to me. What are you doing here? I said, Why are you here, though? Mm. Only way you can get here if somebody lied. Come on. Or if somebody manipulated. Mm. He had already taken a few of them captive, so I'm to announce today Mm. that uh, we are uh, breaking his power now. Come on. Do you feel that in here? (laughs) Yeah, we're breaking his power right now. As we speak, you guys feel the wind blowing over you? You feel that? Yeah, right now, no longer will he ever get a chance to exist. Y'all feel that over you? I, I don't care if you don't feel it, I feel it. <laughs> and it ain't the fan either. Yeah. You know, break that power here because there has been a breach and he has tried to separate you guys you know, that's uh, Psalms 133 says, How beautiful and how pleasant it is to see your brothers or sisters dwelling in unity. Come on. That doesn't mean that you have to conform. Come on. Conformity isn't unity at all. That means you can individually be who you are and manifest the presence of God, period. That's good. Be who you are yeah. in God, hang together. Don't let the enemy get in between you ever again. Don't listen to him. You don't have to listen to him. You don't. He just wants to talk, and hopefully he can get a candidate that will listen, that will then say something. Mm. Then that starts. That's the only way he gets power. That's right. That's the only way, if you listen to him. So back in 2013, after years of failure not ever thinking that I would be back on this side ever again. I didn't know where I was going to end up at. I just told the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't care if I don't ever minister again. I said, just let me in. Just let me in. I don't care if I have to sit way back there. Just let me in. In. And I got all sorts of offline prophecies. Oh, your ministry may never, ever be what it was before, and I'm like, man, I don't care about that. I just want to get in. (laughs) I don't care about this, mic. I don't care about any of that. I care if I am welcomed home when I get there. That's it. Amen. I didn't even know this day was coming. I stopped thinking about it, and I started getting closer to him. Come on. Didn't even think about, well, if I get this together, he'll give me some sermons. I mean, I didn't care about that. I went back so far, I couldn't even read the Bible. I don't understand. Well, there there you go. go. Went out again. A lot of power in the room is when that happens. (laughs) That's right. It's the truth. So I didn't even think I would see this way again, ever. Never thought I'd see my brothers and sisters again. I used to go to the Baptist church, you know, where... I, I didn't care what they shared. I mean, it, was, it may have been dry to me years prior, too, but can you imagine going back after all I went through, walking through a desert? He, he, he said, he said Timber, two and I was like, where's that in the Bible? This feels pretty good. I needed anything. I walked out of the Baptist church that was dry, the music was dry, and I was invigorated. I said, my goodness, that was a great service. <laughs> my goodness. I almost wanted to go home with the pastor today. Such a great service in here. I don't even know what he talked about, but it was great. I walked out, I said, man, I felt the anointed and everything. And I mean, from that, I mean, it was pretty bad to the people. Some were sleeping, and I'm sitting in there straight up. Like, my goodness, what verse was that he went to today? I got in the car, I said, man, I'm coming back here. The boy's anointed. <laughs> <laughs> After all these years of going through nothing, can you imagine that? Yeah. Man, that was wild. So we broke the power of that. That's pretty good. Now, yeah, now we have the angels that's coming all in here around some of you. You know. Birthing the promise is back in you again. Come on. Birthing the promise is back in you so you don't lose hope or sight. There's a there's a good promise here. I tell you, they follow it all up in here. Yeah, I tell you. You know, washing some of y'all's faces and everything. That's a good thing. <laughs> what were we talking about? <laughs> 2013, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so 2013, here we go. Uh, a man who had failed as much as I did. The Lord chooses a old raggedy man like myself. So I can use you. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe the day I got married again. Couldn't believe it. (laughs) I walked up to Brad after we got married in his living room. Don't be jealous. (laughs) We had Bob in between us. It was me, Brad, Bob, and and two other friends that uh, we ain't talked to in a year after that, (laughs) which was okay. They weren't there to see us anyway. (laughs) They were there to see somebody else. So anyway... (laughs) You know we get you. You know we get married, and I walk up, and Brad looks at me. He said, "If I didn't see it myself, I would. I would have almost not believed it. Mm. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe what happened at the men's fellowship two weeks ago. Unbelievable. Never thought in a million years. And you know, all I really wanted was just to be with my brother. That's it. That's it.
0: You know." we talked a lot about love and the one thing that the Lord keeps stirring in me is going back to Romans uh, 12 we were talking about it last night I've got it in here somewhere well I can get it Uh, there it is I like it in the New Living Translation I read it just last week verse 9 of Romans 12 says this don't just pretend that you love others really love them hate what is wrong stand on the side of good Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Take delight in honoring each other. And <clears throat> one of the things I told Eric is what I saw a few weeks ago when we were at this retreat is that God was surrounding him not with fellow ministers but with brothers who are in authentic relationship with him. Not to prostitute the gift but to love him for who he is and where he is. Not because what he can bring to the table but because of who he is when he comes to the table. That's a good place to say amen. You'll get it later. And that's what we've got to surround ourselves with right now. is people who will love us for who we are, for us being at the table, not what we bring to the table for them. You know, so many times we're in relationship because of what we can get. And that's not, that's not really loving people. Like this verse talks about. When I'm in a relationship and I go, man, I'm better because of who you are, not because of what you do. And I want to help you be the best you you can be. I'm convinced that most couples, most couples get married out of lust and not love. Because lust says this, what can you do for me? How can you fulfill me? How can you make me better? Love says I'm gonna give everything I've got to make you be the best you you can be. So we get married out of this need to be one whole or they're my other half and all of this, they complete me. You know, I've said that, my wife and I, we're one. We walk as one flesh. But it was a process of walking together and it was a process of walking out of what can you do for me to what has God put in me to help with you. Not change you to make you like I want you. But to love you where you are and see Jesus in you and make you the best, not make you, but walk with you for you being the best you that you can be. That's what authentic love does. That's what relationship does. That we can walk together, not because what we gain from one another, but you know what's so beautiful about that? Iron sharpens iron. So when you're together, you're gonna to get better by being together, that unity where God He saw one Psalm 133, that God commands a blessing. And it's so cool that he said that because he's never I never I told him that, but several years ago, you guys have heard it many times who've been here, the Lord said, Todd, you've preached conformity and called it unity. Y'all remember that? He said, there's a vast difference in conformity and unity. The church has given everybody a false bill of goods and said, you've got to look like me, talk like me, walk like me, and if you don't, you're offensive to me, or you can hurt me, instead of unity that says, and we look at the disciples, and that's what he took me. He took me to the 12 disciples, and you look at, he took a fisherman and put him with a tax collector. If there's ever been oil in water, that was it. And he didn't tell the fisherman, become a tax collector, or the tax collector, become a fisherman. He said, no, there's something you're bringing that you need, that one another needs. And what we like to do is surround ourselves with people just like us because it's comfortable. And when people come into our life who aren't like us, and they stretch us, Or knock some of the edges off of us. What we want to do is rebuke them. It's quiet up in this Methodist church. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. So what we need is people who will just love us right where we're at. You know, it was so cool when we were uh, at the retreat. One of the things the Lord spoke to my heart about Eric. Is We had spent a a few hours together, and man, I just had a love for him. And I was like, the Lord said, he was in the hot seat. We'll put guys in the hot seat and prophesy over him. I had no idea what he had walked in, uh, the the calling, the anointing on his life or anything like that. But I knew that when certain people were in in the hot seat, Eric would be sitting there, and he'd be smiling, and then all of a sudden, yeah, that's, was praying over here, all of a sudden, Eric would just look, and I'm like, hmm, and then when he would speak, it wasn't just a word, it was heavy, not heavy bad, but it carried the weight of the Lord on it, and I'm like, hmm, and I had this thought to my, come into my head, and, I, and afterward, I realized it was the Lord, that's how sharp I am, um, but I, I said, I, Eric, I don't even know his past, I don't know his history. I didn't even know his last name at at that point. And I said, I don't even know his history. And the Lord said, neither do I. You know, and that's something that we need to carry out of here today. Is that when you repent, when you let it go to him, he doesn't remember it. He doesn't hold it over your head like a bad relationship. And if you've got people doing that to you, then you need to really pray because those aren't your friends it doesn't mean that they ignore the issue they mean I, that means I love you through the issue and what God is looking for in this hour the true sons that are arising to the people who can walk in love in spite of one another not because of what I 'm getting from them, but because I the love of God is so full on the inside of me that that love attracts to real love. <laughs> And when we allow that to happen, the both of us are sharper accidentally than we ever would have been on purpose.
1: <clears throat> I agree with that. And, you know, real love isn't just ooey-gooey either, right? Yeah. You know, real love will also tell you like it is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's real love also. <clears throat> um, trust me, I get it every day. I hadn't <laughs>
0: passed this
1: training course yet. You know, I mean, she shoots straight as an arrow, but it's really the Lord because true love will tell you, hey, you know, you're doing good, but you need to get your life together. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of times we want just a hug and the music is playing and they're dropping flowers and all that stuff. That's not <laughs> reality. You know, we, we, we have to know both the goodness and the severity of God at the same time. Come on. You have to know how good he is and you know he'll whip you. Bu- well, we're in church. He'll whip <laughs> you behind. That sounds a little bit more fitting. Uh, at the same time. Yeah. You know, God will take you to the woodshed. Because Uh,
0: He loves you.
1: Because He loves you. My mother took me to the woodshed all the time. I didn't think she loved me until I, I grew up a little bit more, and then we started talking about it. Yeah. And she said, You were so hard headed. She said, but that's okay. You're a man now. I was 40 years old. I said, look at me. I'm a man. I thought you became that at 21. (laughs) You're a man now. I'm a man now, (laughs) a middle-aged man. And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing to see and how God really loves you. And I'm telling you, uh, most of you here, few of you, uh, he hasn't forgot about the purpose that he spoke to you. He has forgot about the words that he spoke to you and what he told you earlier on in your walk with him. The enemy's just trying to get you ahead of him. That's all. Don't move ahead of him. Rest in him. Trust me, he knows how to get you to the destination. He'll get you right to where you need to be without you having to do anything except just love him. You know, that's what John did. Yeah. He leaned right against the Lord. Yeah. Everybody else is working for him. That's what Larry Randolph told me a few months ago. He said, Eric, he said, there's a lot of workers out there, Not not a whole lot of friends. You ever want to get anointed? I'll tell you how. Stop looking at the Lord to see what you can get from him. Come on. And just get close to him. Stop talking about your future. Lord, what are you saying for the 2020? Lord, what are you saying from here and beyond? For the next five years, Lord, okay. That's great, too. That sounds spiritual. For a little while, till you find out you still got to, you have to become real with the Lord. Yeah, Become real with him. Tell him your faults for real. Lord, this is where I'm at. If you don't do something tonight, I was getting ready to break up with her. You know, after seeing this vision a few years ago when I was 18, you know, I was so mad at her. And I said, I'll tell you what, we, you know what, don't, don't, you don't call me and I won't call you. Forget we ever knew each other. i tell you, that, you know, and I, I didn't say it like that. I was cussing and stuff. And uh, <laughs> pretty bad, too. I was mad. And I said, if he don't speak to me tonight, see, you hit a pride. if he don't talk to me, woman, Silly. Learned something about that, too. Guess who he talked to? Her. He didn't talk to me. She said, I got something to tell you. I'm what is it then? <laughs> Little tongues, you know, whatever we do sometimes. Thinking that, that you know, he, here I am, you know, he don't talk to me, then you know what, you know, it, it don't matter if he don't say anything to me. You, you hear, you, you see that? Yeah. If you don't talk to me, right? Who am I? If you don't, you got to go through me now. I'm the gatekeeper for the spirit of the Lord. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he'll just drop the mail off to me and then I'll tell you what he told me to tell you. Okay. So he told her, I had a peaceful sleep that night. I didn't dream of nothing at all. She said, I got something to tell you. And she told me, <laughs> uh, you know, what the Lord had revealed to her. And I cried. I said, I guess I'll go ahead and stay. I can't cook anyway. Who going to cook for me, Popeye's? You know, <laughs> you know, where I'm going to Bojangles again, you know. And the Lord revealed that to her, and it changed my whole heart. So good. Period. You know, women, y'all are the stronger vessel. Come on. Honestly. Y'all the strongest ones. Your discernment is unbelievable. Some of y'all in here reading me like crazy, and that's good. But your discernment is incredible. Why do you think the enemy came to Eve? Right. Didn't go to her because she was pretty. Right. He went to her because she bore life. Then she gave to her husband and it says, and he did eat, right? So somebody's following the leader. (laughs) Wonder who that is. Might be the beautiful one sitting right beside you, men, that you don't want to hear because you're trying to run the house. I'm the head of the household. I thought God was. I think you were. He's preaching if y'all not catching it. I'm just chatting. Yeah, I'm just chatting, having a good time. Well, you know, we're all family. We really are. You know, we're, uh, your heaven's going to be hell for you. If you get there and you find that all of us are there. Every <laughs> nationality in the world is right there. How would you feel getting to heaven and think you know it all and you go, wait a minute, Lord have mercy. So a whole, all of us are here. Yeah. Different variations of light is what you are, literally. Heaven's going to be tough. Can you imagine? Can you imagine some of the people that we actually judge that we don't think that, that, that will make it in that will? Right. I was one of them. Come on, My mama was one of them. My mama went right on home. She by y'all. Mama never drove a car in her whole life, and she got in. That was amazing. We went and prayed around my mother's bed, and the fiery presence of God appeared. Well, not appeared, but we felt the, se- the searing heat of, of the presence of God in the hospital. My mama laying right there. Well, her body, after we prayed that, I said, well, y'all, let's go home. They said, you okay? I said, yeah, I'm okay. She ain't here. Why are we staying here? Mm. That's like, I, she just moved out of her house today. Right. She's gone. Where she She ain't coming back? Mm. That was a good time, though. That's all I prayed when I was 18 years old. I said, Lord, I don't care what happens. Just let my mama be here. I'm still a mama's boy. I said, just let my mama be here. And, and probably my brother and sisters, two of them. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. You know, I didn't. I, re- I didn't say that. I'm just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my sister, don't let her come because she can't really cook that good. My, I wouldn't say that. But 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 the thing of it is, is just that I want I want the whole family to be there. You ever think about that? Yeah. We all need to try to make it home. Forget all this stuff here. All the gifts. That's going to cease anyway. we the crowns. We're going to throw at his feet anyway. Yeah. We are. We're getting all built up for it. bowing down. That's all you're getting built up for. I was a great preacher. Yeah, and I throw your crown down. Because now you've got to kneel to the one who really is king. Yeah, that's right. That's how you get lifted up.
0: Yeah, and that's what love does. Love edifies. Love encourages. Love builds up. So when we really can love one another, <clears throat> what we're manifesting is the kingdom. Because God is love. He doesn't do love. He is love. So when we love like he loves, what we're manifesting is his kingdom. Only. And we can pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. And then we don't walk in love. <laughs> so you know what we are? <clears throat> what I started with, you're, you're making a lot of noise, and it's profiting nothing. Amen. <laughs> preach, man, Preach amen amen thank you so when we
1: one of us will say it
0: so when we walk in authentic love with one another that realness and that there's uh then he can manifest and you're not even trying to be spiritual because we get so spiritual minded and i'm not saying that there's not a spirit realm there are you are a spirit you have a soul and you live in a body that's the reality first thessalonians 5 verse 23 i believe it is God keep you, your whole spirit, soul, and body. Uh, I think it was said in that order because that's what we are. You are a spirit. Your spirit's what's going to live forever. And that's how you can know somebody by the spirit that you don't even know by, the, by your knowledge, by your understanding. You can know them by the spirit because we are a spirit. And we should live from our spirit. I said last week, Galatians, walk in the spirit. Let that be your sphere. And you won't, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So the, the answer is walking in the spirit. And when we begin to see each other as a spirit and draw from one another in authentic love, then his life is what manifests and You don't even have to try to make it happen. I don't know if that makes sense. But when you genuinely care about somebody, the character of God in you comes out. And Jesus will manifest right there between you. And that's when we get sharpened. That's when we grow with with Eric and I. That's what we've had the opportunity to do last night, Tina and Christy. We sat around and we ate together, and just enjoyed one another's company without an agenda
1: True.
0: without an agenda. It broke my heart to as we were talking and and uh, I, guess, I hope it's okay to say this that's fine. you can say whatever but Eric talked about he had s- some friends, and he said when he would they would invite him over, man, we just want to hang out, but when they would invite him over, they would have two or three other friends over so that they had the dial a prophet. Eric, can you give them a word? What do you see over this person? What do you see over that person? And I don't know the person, so I can say this, and I'm not trying to judge or criticize because I don't know who did it. Right. But I'm just saying, I told him, I said, Eric, that's not who I am. I mean, if God gives you something, you release it. But that's not who I am. I'm not here to draw on your gift. I'm here to draw on you because who you are strengthens who I am. And you know what happens in that? When that environment was set, after I said that, I'm not, I didn't bring you in for your gift or anything. And right away, Eric starts saying, well, here's what the Lord's saying to, to me. And just started saying, this is what's happened. I'm like, and not because of conversation we had, but you know why? Because our hearts were knit. That's true. And so the Lord was showing him things in my heart. That can be scary, right? But what's so real and what's so fresh about it is that's where God wants us to walk. In that way, Jesus walked. He said, "Well, I knew what was in their heart. He knew what was in their heart. You know why? Because He's love, and He was willing to lay love out there. So He knew what was in their heart because He could. He He would hold their heart in love. And uh, you know, it just it hurt me that we do that and we do that so much." that, man, this person, they're really gifted in this area. I want to get close to them so that I can get some of that.
1: Mm, Not without suffering.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And that's where I said before, what's all this relevant? Because the day that we're living in, you're going to have to authentically love people to go forward in what the Lord is doing. It's not going to be in just a corporate setting where you can come in and stamp your card. It's where you authentically begin to love one another, and his love manifests between you. And that's where other people are going to be drawn in. That's where other people are going to be changed. And when that starts happening throughout a, f- a fellowship, a gathering like that, when people come in, they're going to go, you know, I don't even know what it is, but it's something different. It's him. It's him. That's what's different. It's the authentic love of God manifesting.
1: A lady's calling me by the name of Miss Ruth. That was my mom's best friend, you know. She smoked a little weed and preached, but it was still <laughs> pretty, not too bad. I mean, <laughs> she really did. <laughs> she said, well, we'll smoke a little bit and preach a little bit. I said, well, okay. That's pretty good, Miss Ruth. <laughs> that's pretty good. Ms. Can you imagine that's how the body really is right now? Like, outwardly, we dress ourselves up really good, and we look pristine, and we look in order. But in your heart of hearts, that's mm. what it really looks like. You know, I'd much rather come in the way that I am right now. I'm not trying to be anybody. I don't care if I'm do anything. You know, just want to hang out, see what's going on. Don't even really want to read your mail. You, you ever notice most prophets? They come in and they just gotta sit up here and look like that most of the time, like they're getting something. He ain't getting anything. <laughs> He's not.
0: He's looking spiritual. He's looking
1: spiritual. So you. <laughs> uh, say something, so I'll get another the Lord revealed to me. This he ain't told you anything? <laughs> nobody has, <laughs> he hasn't. You nobody asked you to come in and be a caseworker. You know, on someone nobody signed you up for that. You know, be real with people and be friends with them for real. And if the Lord does say something, it'll be authentic.
0: Yeah. You know what's sweet when we when Eric got here and he was out front and he was meeting people and just the the. Tangible presence of the Lord was there because he was doing what he does, and that's just love people authentically. I said, Eric, we're gonna go to the back and pray. You want to go with us? You and Chris? He said, No, I'm gonna just stay out here and do this.
1: I just want to hang out. I want to meet y'all.
0: He just wanted to stay out front and and be real and love. Not that what we were doing was wrong or -hmm. bad. No, but he was doing what the Lord had told him to do in that moment. Yeah, man. If you didn't hear anything else we said today, let's grow up. To be mature enough to do what the Lord's telling us to do in the moment. Not what what's been familiar because this is where, how we've always done. But be, be who he wants us to be in the moment right here. That's maturity. That's growing up. And uh, so I watched him before I went back. And I watched him just glowing. And the presence of the Lord that was coming off of him was so strong. Uh, and he wasn't given prophetic word. He wasn't doing, you know what he was doing? He was being A son of God. And it was shifting. I went back here and I was just undone. I was wrecked undone. He didn't pray for me. He didn't anoint me with oil. Are those things wrong? No, I'm not saying that. (laughs) Is this too real?
1: Good. I love Todd. I really do. I love him. You know, it'd be so cool for us to just go fishing out there. <laughs> in the pond. Out, yeah, in the pond in the back of the creek if we could, but it'd be so cool. Because that's what it's really all about. You know, whenever they're in heaven, you know, and they're sitting there and they're just talking amongst themselves, you know what they're really talking about? They're Jesus. There. He has to become your Lord, mm. He's our Lord. But sometimes he's not your Lord. Come on. Do you realize that what you share is revelation to me and food for thought for me? And you so know what good. the Lord does? He leans over and says, boy, look at him. What are talking about? It's... He's not preferring one above the other. So good. At all. It's not how much revelation you know, it's who you know. You know, the, you know, the apostles weren't accused of all the miracles. They were accused because they were with him. <laughs> Come on. Not anything more. <clears throat> you know, not anything more like we think, well, we'll just get a more the and anointed offense and, you know, Lord revealed to me and I saw 22 angels and all, you hear all these different things going on except for one thing, and I listened for that closely. Have you been with him, though? So good. Sounds good. You can run with all the flags you want to. You can do all of that stuff. You can. You can stay up at night and intercede, and the Lord just came on me. I was up for four hours praying last night. Did wow. Jesus come, though? Did he? Right. Is, 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 is that your reason for it, to get accolades from me? Because I don't have anything to give to you. I don't. It's good. You know, they were accused of being with the Lord. And that'll scare you when you realize how far off you've gotten. Come on. Hadn't been with him a long time. That's the only way you're going to walk. And uh, three weeks, four weeks ago, I had this this encounter where we're caught on this road here. And uh, the Lord's there. Now, here I am, mighty man of God, prophet, and all that seer, whatever stuff. I can't even spell half of that now. My wife was the one who recognized him, said, oh, my God, he's beautiful. And I had to follow suit. Thank you, baby. He's beautiful. (laughs) Thank you for telling me that. We have to recognize him as being the one. You want to see the gifts of the spirit move to another level, start paying attention to him. Don't worry about all the rest of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Stuff will break out without you having to do anything. Sometimes we got to get all the music high enough and worship enough, and y'all come on up here. Come where? Where you? Huh? Uh, Where? I mean, where we're going? I mean, we're gonna come up. I mean, we. Okay, that sounds good again. You know, we've manufactured (laughs) and created a golden calf. We have. We created a golden calf, haven't we? You know, we've made God the way we want him to be. We're gonna go two hours and worship. We got the intercessor team in the back of there. We got a Bible study. We got that going on, and we're gonna fast for forty days and forty nights, and everything is gonna go good. And I'll take it in after that. You know, everything. You know, God's gonna do. And that's how fast they're talking when they're saying it. We're going to tabernacle. Yeah. And, yeah so I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. That's an inside joke. That, that is an inside joke. We'll make it outside. Yeah. You know, I'm in tabernacles. You know, we're so spiritual. We are. We're trying our best to look good. You know, we're shaking and looking at each other. Me just, do that in the car. Uh, just come on the chair. Let's get together. Why you got to come here to do it? So, so you got to shake in front of me so I would look at you as being <laughs> spiritual now because you're shaking. I've been to so many meetings, and I've seen them walk past me, oh, God, I just go on in the building. She'll get over in a minute. <laughs> that ain't even, I mean, I'm not saying that's not God, but that's not for me uh, to 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 do anything with, but just look at you. And my wife, who's a new Christian, is surely going to talk about you in the car <laughs> when we get out there. Did you see that lady in the back that was falling out? What in the world was that about nothing? Attention. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Attention! Because it's all about the master. That's what brought us together. Yeah. He's already my brother. Y'all are my whole family. Y'all give me about ten dollars a piece, though. thirty, forty, fifty, sixty. I'm just counting all y'all in here because we. Now nah, I'm just playing. You know, I've, I've been to meetings like that too. You got to give your best to get the greatest word. Crazy. When we're all supposed to be together, not wanting anything from, not wanting anything from one another except love. And you know what's so powerful about that is we talk about
0: being with the Lord. And as he was saying that, I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. We were all created in his image. And the word says that when we're born into him, we become a new creation. We become part of his body, right? Ephesians talks about all that. It talks about every joint supplying every part. So when we really have authentic love relationship with one another, you know who we're seeing? The Lord. See, there's an aspect of the Lord that I can see in Eric that I don't see in, in someone else, in Tina or someone else. So when I take time to know Eric, I get to see an aspect of Jesus that I wouldn't see any other way. Are you hearing me? So, all this that we're talking about authentically loving people and really knowing people, the purpose is because the more that we know them and the more that we see them, the more that we can see Jesus in them. And it doesn't mean they have to be walking straight and perfect. That I can see Jesus in them. And as I see Jesus in them, then he'll start manifesting between us. And we'll get to see who we really are in his presence. And the both of us are sharpened. That's what I'm trying to say. So when we talk about we, we need to spend time with you, we do. There's the secret place when you're alone with Jesus and he'll, he'll speak to you and, and manifest. But sometimes, where did Jesus spend his time? With the people. With the disciples. Did he get alone to pray? yes. But those were times that he went alone. But did he stay on the mountain by himself all the time? Where was he? Among the people. Loving the people where they were. It frustrated the disciples. It'll, sometimes it will frustrate the Christians when you're real and you love people where they are. They'll get frustrated. Well... But when we really start loving people, then Jesus starts showing who he is, and we start seeing e- him in each other, and then his body grows up, and it becomes mature. That's in Ephesians 4, if you want to look for it. That's where it is, and that's where he talks about us being mature and growing together in unity
1: I was in tabernacles. (laughs) We'll tell y'all about that eventually, but um, you know, it's it's really true. You know, when you love one another, you you're you're really not trying to judge them. You know, a lot of times we're looking at them, trying to analyze and figure this part out. Just don't even worry about that. My wife loves loves me in, in spite of everything. She shakes her head a whole lot. She says, "Lord, help me," but it still works out. It really does. And God is not asking for you to be perfect. Number one, we're striving towards perfection anyway. Yeah. So, you know, all these different things that, you know, I used to plan out what was going to happen. Oh, please. (laughs) In the next three years, God's going to release me. Okay. Been about 15 now. (laughs) Whose timing are you on? Yeah. You know, the Spirit of the Lord knows how to work those things out of you. And he'll get you to the point to where you're so dependent upon him like I was in that Baptist church that we would say was dry right now. It's only a different sphere of grace. These different areas and these different churches are a different sphere of grace. If you listen to the Baptists, you'll get a great foundation. You'll be strong in the word instead of judging them because those are your brothers too. You're going to find out in heaven. They'll be right there with you. The Methodists too, all of them. Yeah. We got a lot to learn. Yeah. So we stop judging one another and start loving one another and dealing with one another and be so real and call sin, sin and not good, bad and bad, good. Come on. That'll help you. I've had the greatest arguments lately without even trying to argue with people. Because they'll say something that's wrong and I'll go, that ain't, that ain't, that that's not right. <laughs> At all. And they'll get mad. I had a friend of mine, we argued about politics, don't ever do that. But he was arguing about it, I wasn't. And he said, whose side are you on? I said, God's. Come on. What do you mean? Yeah. What are you talking about? I said, I'm on God's side. I said, I thought I just told you that. I'm on God's side. So it's whatever the master says is whose side I'm on. Come on. Later on, a couple of days ago, my wife can attest to it. He said, I learned something from you. I said, what's that? He said, God can be in anything. I said, that'll preach then. That'll preach. Well... I tell you, pretty neat, (laughs) sitting in here with you guys and hanging out, you know, just messing with you, (laughs) pretty pretty awesome just to uh, see all this good stuff going on around you guys. I mean, you all are, it's a new frontier, it's a new day for you guys and me. yeah, All of us included, it's a new day. God wants to do something new and different with you. Like you guys have your own seasoning here. You got your own touch that nobody else has, but you can spread it to any and everybody. It's contagious, actually. Come on. That God wants to do in you. You know, you you guys have waged some wars together here. And you're still hanging in here. You might get ready to see some of your old friends pop back in. You might, you, you might. Don't sit there and say, well, about time you came back over here to where the Lord was moving. <laughs> don't, don't say that. Just grab them and hug them anyway, and you let them go through the process, you know, of what they have to go through in order to get restored to where they need to be, you know. You ever notice that Jesus just let the demons fall on out? He didn't even worry about it. He didn't even worry about trying to change it. He just shared it with them. Let it go into them as seed, and then the transforming power of the Holy Spirit within them will cause that seed to grow. Some gave, some, a wa- some you know, some watered, but God gave the increase. Yeah. Sometimes we try to give water and increase. We just need to say what we have to say and keep on going, and then let the Holy Spirit deal with them. Over time, and they'll come to you and say, you know what, what you said to me three years ago, I didn't, rec- I didn't recognize it. What it is is the seed that you share with them because you fling it anyway. Yeah. You don't know where it's going to land. That's how that goes. You just take it and you fling it unless you count every seat. One, two, three, four, five. That's gonna go over here to the left and that's gonna go east. And that's gonna yeah I, it dropped on his head, so I don't know. I I don't know if that seat actually went into him. You know, you know, you don't know how God's going to do it. We don't even know how the baby is formed in the womb, the book of Ecclesiastes said. We don't even know when we push the bread out of many waters. We don't know how it's going to come back. It's good. What are you gonna do when it comes back? I told you so, you know, you was in sin the last time when you was over here. You know. I had a prophetess say that to me. She said, I was just so praying that God would keep your life clean. But what about the man that you married? Because he was married before. (laughs) So we should have been talking to you, not to me. I just chuckled when she said it. And I said, oh, that's nice. (laughs) It's really nice of you to say that to me. And you're in sin. That's okay. You know, we've all been there. (laughs) You know, but you—she's <laughs> in tabernacles, probably. But you know, when you say stuff like that, you know, you must really understand. It says, "Take care of the what's in your eye." Yeah. Before you go to somebody else and say, "You need to get your life together," what about yours? What about the inner wrestlings that you have? We all have them, no matter how how anointed you get. I don't know right. how we think, the, you know, because you have to kill this old man every day. He wants to live every day. He wants to rule every day. Every day he's going to challenge you. Said so the spirit wars against the flesh and the flesh against the spirit. It's a war daily. Paul said, I die daily. He wrote two thirds of the New Testament on the road to Damascus. He was transformed by the spirit of God, literally. Yeah. And every day he's saying I have to, I'm not as one who beats the air, but I bring my body under subjection every day. When do we do it? Every day. Every day. How do we die? Every day. Sometimes I want to cuss. And it feels pretty good when it comes out of the gut, when you, when you get a deep one out of you, you know, you know. And then you get convicted. What do you think Peter did when they, you remember when over in, over oh, in, yeah. over in the garment, when, you know, when Malchus was over there and he cut his ear off? What do you think Peter, oh, you, you thought Peter was speaking Elizabethan? No, he wasn't. He cussed. They said, you were with him. He said, no, I wasn't. <laughs> <coughs> do you know him? I said, no, I don't know him. Hey, no. I mean, what the hell are y'all saying? <laughs> right? Or oh, or do you think he was saying, excuse of, excuse of me? I was excuse by excuse me. I was by myself. I don't know that man. I know it's not him. I, I know if not him. <laughs> I don't know him. He wasn't pleasant like that. Can you imagine how irate he was? Think about the atmosphere. You can almost smell it in the air. The tarot that was there. Here's the king who's laying his life down in the midst of his enemies, right there. And he's saying to Peter. Remember, he was on the cross. Can you imagine Isaiah 53? He's being beaten beyond uh, compare. I mean, you couldn't even make out who he was. And he opens that one eye when the cock crows and looks at Peter. Mm. Can you imagine that? Imagine the king himself Mm. that was being beaten, bruised for us. We can't even go through an argument with somebody. I ain't dealing with that brother no more or sister. They can just, don't even come back over here. They ain't bring no fish anyway, you know. I brought everything this year. They didn't bring anything, you know what I mean? And we, and, and we forget that sometimes we have to endure suffering. you know how you're going to really get blessed? 160? 30, 60, 100 fold Appreciate it. 30, 60, on, 100 here, fold, 20. I was counting. I said, that's 180. Um, <laughs> that's a, it's $180 right there. <laughs> but, uh, but can you imagine? But when you get that through suffering, God's going to beat the hell out of you. <laughs> Literally. He's going to show you what's really in you. Come he said, on. the heart is desperately wicked. Who can know it? Yeah. But he says, but I am God, and I try the reins of your heart. Let him try your heart. I, I tried that one time. You know what God puts you on? A running machine. <laughs> A literal running machine. Spirit of the Lord came to me and took me there. Took, took, whatever that thing is they put on your chest. The ectogram. what do you call that? Echocardiogram. What that? I couldn't even, that sounded like something else you said. But, um, <laughs> but, but here they are. He put it on my chest and checked my heart rate. Then he made, made me run. Cause he's trying to check my heart, trying to check my stability in him, trying to see if I was in good shape. You know, God's—he's a a doctor. He'll check your heart. He'll make sure you're running right. Mm. So let God examine your heart. Let Him do that. You know how He does that? I'm gonna bring it back
0: through one another. Yep. Cause you're around other people, and something will prick in your heart, and that's the Lord doing an exam. On your heart, giving you an opportunity, a tune-up, a check-up. That's how you keep your heart is allowing others in and loving others. And just what he talked about other, about people coming back. You know, if we, if you can't love well with those that are around you, you won't love well those who come back or those who've hurt you. And you know how we're going to change our world is by loving well those around us. We can get on blast on social media or whatever. But until we can learn to love like this. Not where I can say what I want and then turn you off. But when we can love like this. The good, the bad, and the ugly. That's when he starts manifesting. And that's when we start growing into maturity. And that's what he has for us. So. Uh, I'm. You got anything else? It's twelve fifteen.
1: You know, I haven't preached in a while. We can go to about two thirty, can't we? I got some more. No, I'm just playing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, we, I said. You remember when I started? I said, when you really love people, time is irrelevant.
1: They did go fast. Didn't that go quick though? <laughs> it did go fast. Did y'all enjoy this as much as I did? Yeah. I yeah. needed it. Amen. Uh, I'm serious. Well the Lord's here. Yeah. Y'all feel the atmosphere change there? Whenever whenever you talk about him, the master just shows on up. So I've been waiting for him. He said I was on my way. That's who you really want to show up. Yeah. You feel that in here? That was oh, the old the old master showed up. I like when he comes he told me when I was on my way, he said, I'm going to come to the meeting. I said, thank you. Because I've been to a lot of them where I was in the meeting and you weren't. (laughs) It's the truth. (laughs) If some of these ministers tell their downfalls, you you would probably respect them more. You would see them. I remember one time I was caught up, right? And the Lord was letting me uh, see these ministers, right? So all the people that you've heard of, I was standing there with the Lord looking at them. And, uh, the newscaster, well, the, the, the announcer walked over and said, go ahead and tell me how you got what you got. He said, well, I was the son of one mother. I was my mother's only son, and my dad left. And, um, you know, I went off to school, and I got my degree, and it was great. And uh, I felt the calling of God. And so I went to Royal Roberts. <laughs> went to Royal Roberts. I got a degree, and then we started the ministry. We've been doing it 27 years. Next person. Almost same statement. There's a whole panel of them up there, but I'm with the Lord looking. You know, the Lord turned around me and said, "He was angry." He said, "They're liars." Mm. He said, "He said they're not telling the truth." He said, "They're not being honest." But they can give a great response. Oh, I was a son. I was my mother's only son. And dad left. And 19, I smoked weed. And uh, uh, my girlfriend got pregnant out of wedlock. And the call of God came. And I went off to school. And uh, I answered my call. Did you? Well, Paul's testimony was nothing like yours. Neither was Peter's. They came from right where they came from. And they had to, you know what really becomes your song? is you, is who you really are. I was a drug dealer. I went to prison. I did all these different things. Terrible. Ran from God. Spit in God's face. Went off. Slept with women. All that stuff. Then he called me. I <laughs> so guess I had to come back in. Same way I went out. So guess what my testimony is going to be? I was a failure. God chose to lift me back up again, and I'm really glad about it. That's your testimony right there when you're just so for real that you struggle with this every single day, but you're trying your best to get through it. That's your testimony because you will overcome. And then he'll put you back up, and you'll feel weak as backward like I feel right now (laughs) sitting here because it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. I think I'm done because I could go two more hours. I you I went 10 minutes right there, so we got 100 and you know we got an hour and 40 more to go. If you're ready, <laughs> so can we pray for him? Do, do y'all want a general prayer? Or do y'all want me to pray for you? Which one y'all want? Pray for. We'll pray for you. Yeah. We'll do that. If y'all want to come on up here, we'll mess around and see what the Holy Spirit does. Y'all know what he's talking about. If you would like prayer. <laughs> If you would like
0: prayer, he'll pray with you. If he gets a prophetic word, he'll give it to you.
1: Yeah, I'll pray for you.
0: And he'll pray for you instead of just, so just make a line.